Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. I am Becky and so excited to be launching Season 2 of Rooted in God's Word. This season is all about courageous pioneer women. And yes, that is you. You were created to make a difference in this world and to pave the way for others to find Jesus and grow in their faith. This podcast season, I am interviewing women just like you who are consumed with the call of God on their lives and are learning to quickly obey God and go wherever He tells them to go. I am praying this conversation encourages you and plants a little of the pioneering spirit inside of you. Settle in and enjoy. I am so excited and honored today to have McKelty Bloom with me as my guest. McKelty, welcome. Thank you for having me. I am so excited and honestly very honored to be here with you today. Well, this is just a joy. You know, I met McKelty quite a few months ago, maybe about a year ago. I think it it was probably a year. (laughs) Yeah, I, I knew that you were doing the Eat of the Three podcast with Bridging the Gap. So I'd seen her at some events and things like that. But when I wanted to start my podcast, she was the person I went to. And and you know what? I just love that. As I was thinking about that before this interview, I just thought it is such a joy when different generations just team together and I can learn from you. I mean, possibly I say something that impacts, you know, where you're at. It's been wonderful. So I have tapped into McKelty a couple of times, like, help. (laughs) Well, Kelsey, why don't you just introduce yourself? Let us know who you are and some of the things that you're doing, your family, all of those things. Yes. Well, thank you. And I, if I remember correctly too, I reached out to you first for help with my devotional and picking your brain and all of this, since you do such an amazing job with all of these books and resources for these ladies. And so it has truly been a back and forth (laughs) supporting each other thing. And that's exactly what you said. That's what we have to do in this world. And I love it, but um, I'm so excited to be here. Like you said, my name is McKelty Bloom. I am a wife of Wyatt and a mom of a newly one-year-old. So life has just been so exciting and exhausting (laughs) this last year. No kidding. (laughs) But so much fun at the same time. I absolutely love it. But I am the founder of Heart of the Brave Ministry. And I started that ministry in about 2018, I believe. My actual physical, you know, website, Heart of the Brave, but my heart was years before that. But we'll get to that later, I'm sure. Um, But, you know, on Heart of the Brave, there are podcasts. So I have had my personal podcast, which used to be Coffee with Kelty. But recently, this last year, we rebranded it to the Empower Hour podcast. That has been so much fun and um, have my own little web devotional series, the Woman Warrior series, just various um, articles and things like that. And just it's a big resource to support women and everyone really in what they're going through. So I am a speaker, I'm working on a couple of writing materials, and then also I'm very involved, like you said, with Bridging the Gap which has been amazing. And I run their E to Power 3 podcast, as well as their social media. So I'm busy. (laughs) You are so busy. (laughs) That's so wonderful. I love it. (laughs) That's so wonderful. I love your energy and I love your willingness to just give everything. That's just, it's amazing. And that's what we want to do. You know, as I was writing this 
Bible study curriculum, the Courageous Pioneers, I was talking with some women and just feeling like so many of them were eliminating themselves from being a courageous pioneer um, because they didn't have great gifts or they didn't know how to do a podcast like you do, or they don't have a website. God uses every woman in every realm and space that he puts her. We are pioneers in all of our spaces. And so as I was writing, I'm like, Lord, I need to find some women of different generations and different activities in your kingdom to interview. And so when we connected, you were like, uh-huh, I'm asking McKelty. <laughs> so I just am just thrilled and can hardly wait to just hear how our conversation goes here. Just let me ask you. So in the Bible study, I have a, a list of kind of characteristics of a courageous pioneer definitions and, and things like that. Um, I asked you to take a look at it. What is a courageous pioneer? Yeah, I, I really loved that question and spent a lot of time thinking about it and, you know, kind of looking through definitions. And when I first heard of the word pioneer, I instantly go to the Oregon Trail. <laughs> I think of like the, you know, the really old clothes and, you know, they're in their wagon, wagons headed west. And so I kind of laughed at that. But I think that kind of actually resembles a lot of it is you're starting something, you're, you're traveling, you're moving forward and going on what I like to think is an adventure. You know, not a lot of people think stepping into something new is really an adventure. Sometimes it's stressful, but for me, it's really figuring out what, what's next for me. When I'm thinking of, you know, a courageous pioneer, there are a few things that really stuck out to me. And one of that is the taking risks because you are taking risks. You are going to be stepping into something that you might not be the best at. I really feel strongly that in society nowadays, we tend to want to be the best at something when we start it for the first time. We oh, don't really like, good. you know, we don't really like to fail. We don't like uh -huh. to have that learning curve, but I'm like, let's allow ourselves to be amateurs again. Mm -hmm. You know, that's okay. Oh, it's okay to not be perfect at something that we're stepping into. And we are going to take those risks. And it's really challenging, especially for women stepping into new things, because we have, I believe, a higher level of intimidation and from factors of comparing ourselves to other women. And that's something I'm still battling as I'm stepping into mm -hmm. this this area of speaking and writing. And I'm like, I'm not Susie Larson. It's like, no, I'm not. And that's okay. You know, and you're trying to find that balance of trying to fight against our comparison and that imposter syndrome where it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I have battled that from day one and still do have to, to fight those urges to let those insecurities take front. So you are going to be taking risks at, and things in areas that you're right. You might not be good at right away, but it's continuing to take those baby steps and realizing that if God has put us in this area for a reason, he's going to give us the strength to do it. And that doesn't mean we're going to be perfect at it, but he's going to help us with our learning curves, help us with our areas of weakness to grow in those because it's, if it's in his will, he wants that for you too. He put that desire on your heart. That is so, so good. That whole taking risk thing. As you were talking now, I have heard you speak and one of these four are your favorites. And I think it's, is it Esther? Who's your yeah. favorite? <laughs> and I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about that whole thing with taking a risk, but also the insecurity thing. 
And, and in the Bible study, I try to tackle that in a couple of lessons, that insecurity and competition. Can you imagine in Esther's life, she had to enter the Miss Persia contest, I mean, from the beginning. And it was one competition, one night after another of competition to see who was going to get picked. So just stepping past that, yeah. Were there other characteristics that just stuck out to you for for this pioneer? Absolutely. I think there were a few, you know, a few more. I just was sitting in this for so long and really, you know, assertiveness was another thing. And I think we can hear the word assertiveness as a negative and like, oh, that's bad. You you don't want to be a bully. You don't want to, you know, plow through other people. And I have always been really nervous about it because I am a peacekeeper. I am like, I will avoid conflict (laughs) in any way possible. So it's been hard for me when I step into more of a leadership role as I'm trying new things to exert and say how I feel and not feel like I'm coming off as assertive. So even in, you know, bridging the gap in my role there, as I'm sharing my ideas, I always kind of back it up with, but you know, it's not up to me. It's totally up to you. And it's like, no, step into this, (laughs) share your ideas and be comfortable with being assertive and because you have a voice and your voice does matter. So making sure that you're stepping into it confidently. That is so good. And I wish I could remember the author, but I remember when I was on that pastoral staff at the church at Emmanuel, you know, we had, we'd go into a meeting and there was a certain number of um, chairs around the table and whoever got there first, you know, could sit there if they wanted. But then there was a row of chairs around the outside. And that's kind of where I would kind of hide out, you know, on the side. And I remember reading this leadership book. And she said, if you have been invited to a seat at the table, sit down and then <laughs> speak up. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, yes, I'm getting to that meeting early. But I had to fight that whole assertive thing, like what you were saying. It was like, that's not really a Christian thing to do. You know, I should just let the more important pastors sit at the table. But I just, I thought that just struck in me. If you've been invited to a seat at the table, sit down and speak up. Yeah, because someone has identified that you have a voice in this. Mm -hmm. And if you've been invited, then do it. Or even if you haven't been invited yet, if you're still sitting on the sidelines, but you see something that could be changed, you see something that could be better or done differently, find that confidence because that's stirring in you Mm -hmm. that I call it my, the gnawing, because it really feels like it's gnawing at my stomach. Then that might be the Holy spirit kind of giving you that gentle nudge to, to step into that. So I'm like, yes, we have to find that assertiveness. But one of the other characteristics that I really admired was being able to be a, in a supporting role while also being a leader and what that balance might look like. Because a lot of people, if they've been told from day one, you're a leader, you're going to make a difference. You're going to make a change. Sometimes we don't want to take that step back and just to to be the support. We're like, oh, I should be the leader in this. But you learn so much when you are able to just be in that supportive role and you can learn from each other. That's how you learn and grow. My role in bridging the gap and right now being under the leadership of Carol Lund, I have learned so much more than I could have ever figured out on my own. Mm -hmm. So it was imperative for me to be stepping into that humility and having that humble heart that is ready to learn and ready to serve before I can be a leader. I think one of the biggest characteristics a leader needs to have is humility and being able to say, 
I'm not really good in this area. Can I delegate to someone who is? I think that, you know, you would be better at this fit. So I'm going to let you do it or admitting when they're wrong. And so I think that is a huge characteristic of a pioneer woman and going forward and moving forward. You have to learn how to be a servant heart as well. That is so good. I just love it. So McKelty, I want to hear more of your story. How are you pioneering today? You've done so much. You are involved in so much, but how would, I know you've got something to speak to these women and, and somebody's just going to resonate with where you are today. So tell us your story. You know, it's so fun when I get to meet new people and even just seeing my, my friends that have been with me for so long now in my journey. And there's like, McKelty, you're so confident. You're like doing all these things. And, and Carol, you know, she cracks me up when she goes, what skills like don't you have? You know, it's also, I take that with a very humble heart and I'm very gracious for those comments because I don't believe that in myself a lot of the times. But it's so ironic when I hear those things, because I go back to my years in college and I was a completely different person. A lot of my testimony is that self-reflection that I went through in college and really, truly giving my life to Jesus in college. I've been a Christian my whole life. Um, From day one, we were going to church, but I feel like I haven't fully given my life to Jesus until I was in college. And that's truly when the baby steps happened where it was just step-by-step following in that voice, following in that obedience. And I had always known um, that I wanted to do some sort of like speaking or writing like that really energized me. I'd go to the women of faith conferences. I don't know if you ever went to those. I would go to those and see the speakers and I'm like, oh, that's what I want to do. Just encouraging women, just really excited my spirit. And um, I kind of took this different path where I became a licensed social worker. I graduated with my social work degree and went into the adoption and foster care world. Uh So I worked in that world right after college for about um, five years and loved it. I learned so much in it. But even still at that time, I just felt that gnawing in me, like, ah, but I want to do something more. Like, I want to be speaking. I want to be encouraging. Uh, Spending time with women was my least favorite, but also favorite activity, (laughs) (laughs) if that makes sense. And I got to a point where it was, you know, December, it was before December, 2017, but in that later 2017, and I said, I I have a heart for my church and I think I want to share it. And I'm so thankful that my pastor said yes. And that was the first time I was able to step on a stage and speak my heart and speak what God told me. And I said, I never want to not do that. I want to do that so badly. That was amazing. And just from that point, I'm like, I got to start this ministry. So that's when the ball really started rolling with Heart of the Brave and getting interested in podcasts and going to writers conference. And, you know, from there, though, it wasn't this instant thing. And it took a while. And I think that's sometimes really hard for a lot of women as we get so excited about things. If you're, uh, you know, Enneagram 3, and I've got that wing, I'm always like, yes, achieving, what can I do next? But <laughs> It was so, it was hard because it took a lot to get there. And a lot of it was my own mindset of, I was so 
<laughs> so insecure. And so like, what do I have to say that hasn't been said? What, you know, what can I make a difference in? I don't, you know, there's so many amazing people out there. What can I do? What if nobody listens to what I have to say? You know, no, what if no one cares? And all of these feelings, but you have to fight that. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy for us to listen to the loud voices of the enemy or society telling us we're not good enough, but it's that little whisper that we hear from the Lord that's saying, mm -hmm. keep moving forward. I got your back. I got your back. And so thankfully we were able just to take those small steps, get a website, start a podcast and these little things and just kept, kept the ball rolling. And then had a few more speaking opportunities coming up and became a regular speaker at my church. And that was again, 2018 and it's almost 2022. So wow. and you're still working full time. And then this is an addition. <laughs> And you got married and you had a kid. And <laughs> so and that's a big piece too, where I was working full-time still, and it was starting to get to be too much at the end of 2019, as it can be understandably. So <laughs> it was getting to be too much. And I felt like I was having to push off where my heart was in my ministry. And it was, you know, work, which I love and I'm passionate about. But it came to a point where I, it was November, 2019, and I was crying my eyes out on my way home. And I just felt like the Lord said, are you ready to step in to what I have for you next? I'm like, yes. And he said, you're going to need to reduce hours at your job and you're going to need to leave. That is what God does sometimes is he asks us to do these big things, but it's that obedience. It's just that next step that says, yes, okay. And it was scary. It was overwhelming because I didn't know what that was going to look like for our finances. I knew we wanted to start a family and sure enough, three months later we did. <laughs> and so we got pregnant with my son, Nathaniel. And, but it really was, I had no idea what the Lord had in store for me. I had all of these, what I felt like were unanswered prayers floating out there um, to him, waiting to see what would happen. And the second I stepped into that obedience and said, yes, I get a call from Carolyn. Do you want to start our podcast for us? Ever since then, it's been this little acts of yeses and yeses, and also saying no's in areas where I need to. Um, just this last November, I did actually officially fully leave my job um, because it still was too much being a stay at home mom and doing all of this, but feeling like God said, okay, I'm ready to release you. Because when God does open these doors for us ladies, we do need to close some behind us because we will overwork ourselves and want to make sure that we are being courageous and bold into what we are moving forward in and what God has called us to do. And I love one of the other definition pieces in that courageous pioneer where you're consumed with the call of God on your life. Yeah. And that's truly what I have been living in these last two years is just wow. this overwhelming fire in me of, I have to do this. Like I need to step. I'm so excited about it. I'm overwhelmed by it. I'm humbled by it and grateful for it. But I have just become so emotional the past couple of months. And that's why I loved getting your email, Becky, because I've just been so emotional about like, look at what God has done just from my one yes that I said and stepping into it. So that's the kind wow. of, you know, <laughs> obedience, you just, you really touched strongly on obedience and it just brought back memories to me because obedience is the, is the next step. 
and it opens up what you can't even believe what it'll open up. Mm -hmm. And I was remembering, it took me a while to learn that when you feel a release or when you feel God saying, leave the job or close the door or whatever, and you feel that, but you don't respond in obedience, you're actually living in disobedience. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I always he's, say he's like steps back and waits. Yeah. When we respond in obedience and we need to learn to do that quicker, don't we? Yeah. Oh, we do. I say all the time that delayed obedience is still disobedience. For me, if I wouldn't have said, okay, I'm going to go part-time at my job, I wouldn't have been able to say yes to Carol's phone call three weeks later. Mm -hmm. And I, because that would have been way too much. And so I do think that the Lord is patient with us and he is willing to sit back, but we might be missing out on the opportunities he has for us. If we are living in that fear and um, I know it's so hard and I do not want to, you know, to dismiss or belittle what that can feel like for so many women when you have so much on your plate already, but it truly just speaking from someone who had seen women share their story where it's like, and God just opened these doors when I said yes. And I'm like, oh, well, good for you. When is that going to happen for me? But to be living in it and to see the fruit from that obedience and excited for what's to come, I just really want to encourage you to just also find the mentors in your life too, that mm -hmm. can speak to you and say, this sounds like God, or this doesn't sound like God. And to be able to help you process that too, but just to have that courage to say yes to something that you might be afraid to do. And I just was thinking as you were talking, sometimes he releases us and says, it's time to close the door. But sometimes he says, stay right there, but I want you to add this and I'm going to give you the grace and the ability to do it. And in those cases, it's not overwhelming to add something else because we might have a woman listening to us that says, I I'm the sole supporter here. I can't quit my job, mm -hmm. but I feel like God is asking me to do this. Yeah. Well, he might not be asking you to stop to quit your job. Yeah. He might just be ready to give you all the grace and all the strength <laughs> that you need to add on what he also wants you to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, it might not be for every person. Oh, quit your job, do full-time ministry. Absolutely not. You know, you can be a pioneer in every single area there is. And I'm glad that you're talking to so many other women in different areas that they're pioneering, but that's just for me and my story. Yeah. But and I just love that, <laughs> that whole obedience piece. So right now you've stepped away from your job. You're doing the Eat of the Three podcast. You've got your website, Brave. You've got your uh, Warrior Women blogs. You've got your Coffee with Kelty and another. <laughs> <laughs> You're being a difference maker in so many women's lives. That is just amazing. I'm just, I feel like your mama. I'm just so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, it's something where I just truly hurt inside knowing that there's so many women out there who just feel quieted and alone and misunderstood and filled with shame from things that we are no longer supposed to feel shame for. And I just, I want to help. And that's that social work nature in me. So, and that's a good point I want to mention too. I don't ever feel like things that we've been through were a waste of time or a mistake. Oh, and that was something that I battled with and have talked to numerous friends about too, where it's like, 
I spent all these years doing this and now I'm just supposed to change what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, you learned so much for me. One of my part, one of the pieces of my job was to do home studies. So I would interview families all about their life and create assessments. We would talk about some of the deep hurts that they've been through. We would talk about how they handle grief and loss. And I was like, okay, that's what I do for my podcast. Like that helped prepare me yes. into how to have podcasts and to how to be a host in that. And, you know, just seeing this deep level of vulnerability and walking with families going through some of the, the toughest and hardest seasons of their life mm-hmm. gave me more of this outlook and how I can be encouraging other people. So I don't feel like any of it was a waste. And so I don't want anyone to feel that if I'm starting something new or if I'm braving a storm that I've never been through before, you know, everything else was a waste because I don't believe that's the case. No. And I have found that true. You know, I was 48 years old when I went back into the classroom at North Central University Mm -hmm. because I wanted to get my pastoral license. And -hmm. then I got hired on a pastoral staff at 50. I'd like the dream job at 50 but I felt like everything I had done in the decades before had built for this moment. Nothing was wasted. God was using everything for this moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for those who are feeling just stuck and unsure, and we talk a lot about purpose and callings and, you know, your calling can be anywhere that God has you. And sometimes we amplify calling to be ministry or missions or pastoral set. And that's not the case. You could be called to be in your fortune 500 company as a business person, but how are you giving back to the church? How are you giving back to the community? You know, you could be a teacher in the classroom and you're pouring into these students. You know, you can be called in any variety of ways. And I never really like when people say like, we have to find our purpose. Cause I'm like, it's not missing. Like you have it within you. God has placed yeah. that in you from day one. And it's just discovering it. It's just reflecting on it. And if you feel like you're, you're purposeless, if that's a word <laughs> and you feel stuck, it might be that you just aren't mentally or emotionally or spiritually ready yet to jump into what he has for you. And there's some sort of level of understanding or freedom that has to come within you to before you can step into that. And that was the case for me. I was not ready to be where I am at now, five years ago. There was a lot of work that I had to do within me. So we have to be willing to let God continue to grow us and to mold us into the person he has for us to be within our calling. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. I love your story. Hey, I sent, um, I sent you a number of um, Mark Batterson quotes that I just loved. And I said, just pick one that you want to comment on. And you picked this one. Destiny is not a mystery. It's a decision. And you are the only, you are only one decision away from a totally different life. How come that one resonated in your heart? You know, it goes to a little of what I just shared too, of, you know, that our destiny isn't a mystery. God knows it already. He, he has it for us. We have our our unique skills and our desires and our heart for a reason. If you're really interested in art and you've been interested in art since you were five, and that's something that you just want to do all the time. Well, there's something there. Tune into that. 
you know, dive deeper into it. If we have this ability to have this lifeline with our creator, which is amazing. And so be, be in his word, be in his presence, be just discovering more of who he is and he'll show you. And a little bit to that piece of when it says destiny is not a mystery, it's a decision. And you are only one decision away from a totally different life. And for me, that's what it was too. That is the epiphany of my story is just in that car ride when I was crying and just upset because I wasn't where I wanted to be in life. And God just said, are you ready? And I said, yes. And now I feel like my life has done this complete, you know, change in just two years and I'm loving it. I love it so much. And so I really feel like that stuck out to me because that is just my hope and prayer for women out there is that they can say that one life-changing yes. And for some, it might not be one. It's a continuing process of saying yes to little things. The Lord knows what you can handle. He knows you. (laughs) If you're a delayed processor, he's going to help slowly get you there. (laughs) I'm a quick yes person and jump into it. So that, that was for me, but that's just the one that that stuck out to me and really pointed me back to, to Esther and Esther is my girl. She really is. Like, like you said earlier, she is just probably besides Jesus, my favorite person in the Bible. And her story can seem so small to others, but it's so powerful to me how it was hard for her to say yes. She said no for a while and she had Mordecai remind her and kind of put her in her place a little bit. Yeah. And For me, that's my friends too. I have to have those people in my life that kind of remind me where my track is and where I'm going. But she truly did just pave this way for women to say, I can be bold. I can be courageous. I can be brave. And where I'm stepping into next, even if that means, well, for her, her life was on the line, but she did it for her people. And it's like, if I am going to step into what God has for me so that I can encourage people and I know I I will face criticism, I know I will deal with insecurities and attacks from the enemy on a really deep level to to do this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and do that because Esther really paved that way. And so that's why I love her so much. (laughs) That's really why that to circle back. That's why that, that statement from him really meant a lot to me. Yeah, that's good. One last thought, one last encouragement just for that woman out there who's listening to us today. Oh man. I mean, I just have so many, to be honest. I just, I feel so strongly that women can be courageous, that they can step into whatever God has for them. And to know it's not going to be easy because it really isn't. And there's going to be moments where mentally and emotionally, you're just upset because you feel like I failed. This isn't what I expected it to be. And really take that moment and reflect on your expectations. I'm really, really big on how do we expect things to happen? And then before it happens, let's process how we act before like when we don't get our expectations met and so that we can mentally prepare for that. So for me, I instantly go into, I'm done. I quit. I'm not good enough. That's where my mind goes. And so for me preparing for that, I have my accountability people. 
I make people that will speak truth into my life to prepare me for when I do, not if, for when I do hit those roadblocks in those moments. And so I just, that's my just deepest encouragement and prayer for all of you women is to continue taking those little steps because when we are living in the calling that God has for us, our lives feel transformed Mm -hmm. and changed. And it's going to take a lot of courage, but don't be afraid if you're the first at something you've never seen before. Because sometimes it's like, if I'm the first, does that mean it didn't work for anybody else? (laughs) No, that's not the case. It maybe means that you're supposed to be that person to be the first. So you're going to blaze. I know you said the Oregon Trail is what reminded you of pioneers. (laughs) I think of Daniel Boone and his 200 men that just started chopping chopping trees and just started making the path. And then as more people took it, it got wider and wider. But somebody had to chop down that first tree. So you're right. And it might be hard. Yeah, Yeah, that is so good. Well, McKelty, thank you so much. It has just been a joy to to get to know you, hear your heart, just hear what God is doing in your life and how he's used you and how you are trailblazing and you're making a difference in women's lives. So just thank you so much. I just really appreciate you being here. Hey, friend, are you looking for a new Bible study? either for yourself or for a small group? Courageous Pioneers features four Bible women. Sarah pioneered a nation. Esther pioneered freedom. Hannah pioneered the fresh voice of God. And Deborah pioneered leadership. These women marked and blazed the trail for you to follow. Be inspired and challenged to leave your comfortable spaces to follow God's voice and fulfill your God-given purposes. Follow the link to my website and be ready for a new God adventure.